if you know the name Ryan Cohen, uh, then you, you know I, he's I, the founder of Chewy.com. Okay, I know that one. Okay, good, good. All right. So anyways, he started Chewy.com. It's this online e-commerce pet supply company. It was going head-to-head with Amazon. Actually did really, really well. And then eventually got purchased by PetSmart, I think in 2018, for like $3.35 billion or something like that. Oh, so that dude did good for himself. He did great. So what did he choose to do with all that money? Uh, Buy a yacht. He invested in the stock market. That's better than a yacht. (laughs) But how did he invest in the stock market? He bought two stocks. Two. Okay. Just two stocks. And we're going to talk about that in today's episode, starting now. Do you wish your life away waiting for Friday? Do you dread Sunday nights and Monday mornings? My wife and I have spent over a decade building an online business while raising a family. I quit my cubicle job to live the life I wanted, to experience freedom, and we want to help you do the same. We're Chris and Laura. Welcome to Fearless Together. Okay, now today's episode is not just about Ryan Cohen's stock purchase, but we're starting there. Okay. He, He bought... Wells Fargo and Apple. Okay. I mean, solid companies. Now, I will say he's gotten trounced probably on Wells Fargo in the short term, at least right now. Cause I, yeah, he, they got beat up bad. Anyways, this isn't an episode about stocks. What I'm talking about though is people are surprised. You will find news stories all day long that are like, I can't believe that he only bought two stocks. Why? What is the rule of thumb when it comes to investing? Hmm. Diversification. Diversify, diversify, diversify. That's like everyone says. Even Warren Buffett's like, if I passed away, I would make sure that, you know, my wife was invested basically almost exclusively in an S&P 500 index fund. If you don't know what that is, that just means you basically own like... (laughs) Diversify. You own 500 of the biggest companies in the United States. That's basically what that means. Not, you know, but you own their stock, right? And so everyone talks about diversification. It's the most important thing ever. And then you get to jobs. Okay. And again, this is kind of going back to a little bit what we were talking about yesterday, where it's like you're told to do a certain thing except for when it comes to income. And then it's like you're told to be a leader, not a follower. If Johnny jumps off the bridge, would you do it too? Right, yeah. Except the moment that you're out of like high school or college or whatever, it's like do what everyone's doing. Please hurry. Get a job. Sit at the same desk for 40 years and, and get then your retire. Yeah, get, get, get your paycheck retired. That is what you do. Stop trying to be a leader. Just follow what everyone else did. So anyways, that's what pretty much everyone says about stock investing. Even though the most successful stock investors, including Warren Buffett and all of them, do not follow that advice whatsoever. But they also are willing to put in the time and effort to find the good companies. So they, they concentrate their income. But... What I'm getting at is um, we we don't take this everyday advice about diversification and apply it to our income, right? No, yeah. Most people get their income from basically one place, right? Um, retirement savings aside, you know, you got your 401k, like that could technically, that'll eventually be income, but at the moment it's not current income. Yeah. So for the most part. You got usually just the one job and that's, that's what you got. Yeah. Most people are toting around a single job. And one of the things that I said yesterday about jobs is that you're basically one meeting away from losing your livelihood. 
Mm-hmm. And that that was always something that kind of freaked me out, right? And I mean, we've seen so many layoffs happen. I mean, 2008, you had banks collapsing left and right, tons of people losing jobs. Now you've got news talking about like a third of people have not done their mortgage payments. I know that is insane. To right. Me. Like 32, it said, I think it was 32% of people missed last month's mortgage payment Wow. because that's how hard up people are. People are like looking at the government going, please give me money because I can't pay my bills. Yeah. No kidding. You know, you've got a uh, Yelp um, said, I, I forget what the number was, but Yelp had like uh, a shocking report about like how many restaurants um, had closed and it was just like stunning the number of restaurants that have closed because of this pandemic. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Um, let's see. We've got, I'm pulling it up right now just because this. It was in, just so interesting. And you hadn't told me about this. No, this is like, you're just getting this information. In survey of nearly 24,000 restaurants, Yelp finds that 53% have permanently closed. Wow. That is of, that is of June 26th, 2020. Okay. So Yelp. 24,000 restaurants have closed and you figure, you know, that's waiters or waitresses, hosts and hostesses. Well, wait, was that 24,000 surveyed or yeah, they, in a survey of nearly 24,000 restaurants, Yelp finds that 53% have permanently closed. Okay. So it's 12,000 then have. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. If I said 24,000. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So 12,000 of their surveyed. Wow. That, that just, and that's just surveyed. That's just surveyed, <laughs> right? Like that's not all, all of the restaurants that have closed. I mean, we, no we've kidding. seen some around us that are clearly closed and gone forever. Oh yeah. You know, and that's, that's like I said, waiters, waitresses, hosts, hostesses, dishwashers, table busters, cooks, like that's a whole lot of jobs. The salad bar guy. Salad bar guy. I used to be a salad bar guy. You know, like those are all gone. Those jobs. You know, so these are people that had their paychecks cut off. And that's like one of the crazy things uh, about this. Right. And our business, we've gotten hit by the, the coronavirus pandemic thing. Like we've had certain aspects of our business. We've had in- income declines. You know, yeah. we've had traffic declines. It's part of our business, but we get paychecks from all over the place. And that is something that helps us, you know, and that is something that is fantastic. I mean, when I went through my crazy health scare, when, you know, oh, yeah. you know, we were, you know, I was 29 years old or whatever. Um, you know, my job at big bank was like, we weren't sure if I was eventually going to get like <laughs> eliminated, but also, um, because I wasn't working, I was getting a significantly reduced paycheck. I mean, I appreciate that I was getting anything at all because I wasn't working. Yeah. But- for anyone who w- hasn't like listened to that. Um, episode like of our, our early podcast. on episodes. Yeah, you were on long term disability for nine or uh, eleven months. It was. Yeah, I almost died. Like <laughs> short story. Yeah, that we didn't even know if when you finally were coming back to work, which it was funny because you looked so different going back. But when you were finally going back, if there was going to be a job for you, because actually when you got there. Your your position had moved around already, and like oh, I had there like was new, so much different I had new, management going on. Yeah, I had like new bosses and stuff when I came back to my job. Like I had a different boss, different team. Like it was like all it was really weird. But yeah, it's just we didn't know if you'd have a job to go back to. Yeah, and so uh, but during that time, the paycheck I was getting wouldn't have paid our bills. No, but. We had our business. We had our side business. It was, you know, much smaller than it is now, but we had our side business 
um, that was paying our bills basically for us. Yeah. And we came out of that. I mean, this, this spanned over two years, right? It wasn't two years in length, but it spanned in you your know, health problems. Yeah. We're, we're, we're over the course of like two years at, you know, so it was like the first half or the last half of one year and the first half of another year. We met a lot of like max out of pocket. Yeah. Our insurance, <laughs> like, and we walked out of that with no medical debt, no medical debt whatsoever because of our business, yeah. you know, that, and that was the importance of income diversification. I mean, you got a helicopter ride out of it. I did get a helicopter ride. That was <laughs> awesome. But, and, and so that's one of those things that just people, they don't really think about a lot of these things, right? Like your yeah. job is one source of income, a business, especially an online business, you can have income coming from all over the place. I mean, literally we've created a new stream of income while we've been doing this podcast, Double Shot Project. And granted, yeah. it is a tiny stream of income right now. Very, very, very small. But it's, <laughs> it will increase. It'll get bigger. And then eventually it'll be... I don't know how big it's going to get. I'm not even going to try and project. I would just love for it to make a percentage point. Like, yeah, yeah. Like within our, overall within our, income. Yeah. yeah. That'd you be know? cool. And, and that's one of the amazing things about these online businesses is you can do this. You can... You can create as many income streams as you want. You can be an affiliate for that product. You can be a YouTuber and make ad revenue. You can be, you know, a blogger and, you know, make affiliate revenue. Throw or an ebook on Kindle. Put it, yeah, put an ebook on Kindle. A bunch of ebooks on Kindle. As much as you want. Start a printable shop on Etsy. I yeah, mean, right? I, there, there are so many things that I've, I've done over the years. Like there's this one website called Redbubble. It's a print on demand website where I uploaded some sticker designs designs and still it is tiny we're talking like maybe you know a nice dinner out once a year <laughs> or something but it's <laughs> always funny when you do get that paycheck from them yeah like, I get, it's like, like these, oh yeah somebody bought your stickers <laughs> yeah these ultra tiny like, like it, i can scale that eventually and i i probably will eventually but it was just me testing things in the like year i mean i probably did those 10 years ago and still for 10 years I did that work 10 years ago and we still get these like just tiny paychecks and I get the gratification of knowing that people are driving around. I'm not all over the world. I sell these stickers all over the world. I don't sell them. Redbubble sells them for me. But all over the world, there are people driving around with my weird stickers on <laughs> the backs of their cars, you know, but it's just this constant income that comes in and that's the amazing part of this business. And you can build out as many income streams as you want. And even cooler, you can do it after hours or before you go to work. And you can build a side income in addition to your business. You literally give yourself a pay raise, right? Yeah. And that was one thing that always bothered me about corporate America and jobs in general. There's only so big of a pay raise that they can give you, right? Like there are, there's obviously exceptions. I had a few exceptions where I got massive pay raises because I'd get promotions and stuff like that. But... um in general, you know, people get maybe like three, four, five percent pay. Yeah. yeah, there's like kind of like the. I mean, I remember when I was doing all of the training for. You know, I was kind of like in management, and um, I I would hear phrases like um, you know, manage the raises to two percent, which means give some people four percent, but give other people you know one percent. You know, like like average it out that so that your entire department only gets in total a two percent pay increase. Right. You know, and some people get nothing and other people would get, you know, you know, six or 8% or whatever. Right. And, um, so that, that, that's kind of how corporate America works. 
And so there's only so much you can get. Like, And what I love about online business is there is no cap. The cap to your income is what you are capable of producing and what you're willing to produce. The amount of work you're willing to do, the amount of value you're willing to create, and how hard you're willing to market is the sole determiner of how much money you can make online. Yeah. You know, and that's awesome. That's amazing. Like you, it gives you control. You know, it also gives you like responsibility. If you, don't, <laughs> if you don't do well, then well, it's like, what did of you do? Of course there's yeah, responsibility. There, there's no one you can blame if it doesn't pan out well. More but, money, more problems. <laughs> exactly. But that's what I love. That's, I mean, that's how you can have people that make a million dollars in a day. And that's a real thing. You know, yeah. I, what got me into this business was hearing people saying like, I make $10,000 a month. And I thought that was, that just sounded so fake to me. And now it's like, no, that's totally real. You can do that. Yeah. <laughs> there's lots of them, you know, that do that. And there are people that I know personally that, you know, have done 40 and $50,000 in a single month. And there are people that I know not personally, but I know of that make six figures a month. Yeah. And those Sound like fake numbers, I'm sure, to most people because we're all used to this world where a six-figure-a-year income is considered awesome, but you've got people that do it monthly, and it's all about the systems that they build, You know, doing really good training, having good training systems, um, and scaling their business properly, and yeah. then it's like, oh, look, I've got a six-figure-a-month business. <laughs> <laughs> like That's pretty amazing stuff. Anyways... That's just what I wanted to talk about in this episode was like, don't think of an online business as being risky, right? You can start it on the side of your job. Yeah. There's no reason you can't do it. I did it. You know, we did it. Yeah. And plenty of other people do. I've been in this, in this scene for a long time. So you wouldn't just take all your eggs and put them in one basket or Maybe two stocks. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't put it into two stocks. That's for sure. I would diversify. But, that, but that, yeah, it's just kind of what we're getting at here is um, you can diversify your income today, right? You've got a job. Cool. I'm not telling you to quit that job. Start a side hustle. See what you can do on the side. And you know what? It may do what happened to me. It may grow bigger than your actual job income. And you can enjoy both of them if you can manage both of them. Or you can step out of that job. And move over to your business, you know, and diversify things even further. You know, do what you want. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. You take care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fearless Together. Make sure you subscribe and learn more at fearless.fm. That's F-E-A-R-L-S-S dot F-M. To your continued success. <laughs>